Hi, welcome back to The Clinical Spiritualist. My name is Morgan Thomas, she, her, and I'm a queer therapist and coach. I'm passionate about uplifting the LGBTQ plus community through client-centered care, and I'm also a spiritual practitioner who specializes in tarot. During the pandemic, I embarked on a spiritual journey that led me into questioning everything about myself and my life. I came out as bisexual, left religion, began reading tarot, and started my own business. I'm passionate about sharing honest stories in hopes of bringing healing, curiosity, and new insights into your world. As always, take what resonates and leave what doesn't. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here today with us. Yes, Morgan. I'm so excited. I am too. Let's start with your name, your pronouns, and a little bit about what you do. Yes. So my name is Laura Rudisol. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a holistic mental health therapist. So I know the word holistic is thrown around a lot. So I'm going to share like what it means to me. Yeah. Also, my needy cat will be joining our podcast. That's Cannoli. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. She just really wanted to support me in this experience. <laughs> but, um, so I have a traditional clinical mental health background. Um, I've done studies at WashU in St. Louis, as well as Concordia University in California. Um two very different experiences. WashU was like very straight-laced, evidence-based. Mm-hmm. And uh, my California schooling was definitely more like new agey, neuropsychology, mm-hmm. rewiring the brain. So I really feel like I got the best of both worlds in that sense with traditional therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like when I see clients, I use a lot of a... Um, just a very client-centered approach, very warm, very connective. I want to explore their soul with them. Yeah. And when I say holistic mental health, it's because I have been given all of these other tools that I like to use with clients. So Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things is I have a background in clinical herbalism. I've studied herbalism for about, oh, about 10 years now. Wow. Yes. And it has been a profound healer in my life because I have found that a lot of emotional things can really come from like a bodily root of having certain systems be off in the body. So I love using herbs, teas, tinctures, oils in my practice. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the biggest things that I use that we're going to talk about today Mm -hmm. are flower essences and we can... Yeah, dive more into that later, but um, these are huge tools that we have for transformation in our emotional lives, and I feel like it has not hit the mainstream yet, and so I really like to give information of a really inexpensive tool that people have to take control of their mental health. Yeah. Is it, first of all, for the listeners, I don't know anything about flower essences. I've used them because I won a little tincture in a giveaway. I mean, it tasted really good. And I was like, I hope (laughs) this is helping. It was supposed to be helpful for, um, like support with, with trauma, I believe. Um, 
So is it like clinical herbalism? Is it like umbrella and then like a branch is flower essences? Is it kind of like that? Yeah. So I use the word clinical herbalism in the sense that I use herbs to heal bodily functions. There's also um, like kind of less clinical herbalist perspectives, um, but flower essences are a part of herbalism to me. Herbalism is using the plants and the land for healing in whatever capacity. And I feel that using the physical plants, like plant matter, leaves, bark, twigs, is really great for healing the body. And what we'll get into is this brilliant doctor, Dr. Edward Bach, found that flowers were really created in a sense to help heal the emotional side of our being. Wow. I I really have not seen... Yeah. I feel like it's not really known even in the like spiritual wellness space. Like it's not something that I see people talking about, teaching about or anything. Yeah. It definitely hasn't become like a fad yet. So Mm I am also an astrologist. Um, and so it's been really cool to see astrology really take off in the trends in the past few years, because a language that, you know, I've been speaking for a while, I always felt like kind of like, you you're into astrology, you know, a lot of shade and now people are like, what's your birth time? Like it's become Uh so normalized. So in my opinion, I would be shocked in the next 10 years, especially with like where mental health is right now, if these don't get more popular because mental health care is expensive. It Mm -hmm. is a privilege and Mm -hmm. you can get homeopathy and flower essences for under $12. Really? Mm -hmm. (gasps) Mm-hmm. See, my first thought, and I don't know why, maybe I think, maybe I'm in my mind comparing natural to more expensive. So that's really yeah. cool to to know that it sounds accessible. Yeah. And um, it's actually not any real plant matter, matter. It's all energetic. And so that helps with the cost because it's not having to find a big bounty. Oh. Or like when you think about essential oils, Mm-hmm. That is, if you took plant matter and distilled off all of the volatile oils, right. that's taking essential oil. So it takes a ton of plant to get a little bottle. And that's why some essential oils are, you know, 70 to a hundred plus dollars. Mm-hmm. But with this, it's all, it's all vibrational and that makes it so affordable and accessible. And also, um, makes it so anyone can take them, children, pets, pregnant women, everybody's yeah. all genders, all sexes yeah, have access and benefits from this. So you're, you're already speaking to it. So let's just talk more about what are flower essences and talk more about the vibration. I'm, I'm very intrigued. Yes. Okay. So flower essences are vibrational plant remedies. Okay. I'm going to break that down kind of what that means. So Dr. Edward Bach, was a doctor in the UK. And he was like, there are all of these holistic remedies for physical ailments. You know, if I have a stomach ache, I can do peppermint. If I'm nauseous, I can have ginger. If I break a bone, I can use comfrey. And he was like, what do I do for my clients who are having mental distress? Because he saw such a link in his practice between mental distress and physical illness. So he thought by finding a remedy to help reduce the mental stress, then therefore we're going to reduce the physical illness. And so he found that with sitting and communing with plants, 
that the certain method of distilling these plants, which I'll go over in a second, mm-hmm. um, clients can take and then have profound emotional shifts. And what's really cool is because he was well known and he had the resources, there are a ton of research studies out there in Europe, not the United States, right. about using flower essences in clinical trials to reduce distress in clients. Yeah. And I've never heard anything about it. Wow. I know. So I brought, so the most common brand is Bach flower essences. Um, I brought a couple of these. Some of them are older, some of them are newer. And what I also love is that flower essences never expire. You could literally have a container of this your whole life and it's really just as effective. They say they have an expiration date on the bottle, but It doesn't really matter, Um, but anyone can make flower essences. So the idea is that a plant has a vibration. Mm -hmm. And when we capture that vibration through basically having the plant imprint its vibration into water, when you take that water, that plant water, you're putting that vibration directly into you, therefore shifting your subtle energy body. So one of his most common ones is a blend called Rescue Remedy. This is probably the most well-known of it. And the idea is if someone's kind of in panic, if they're in crisis, this has all of these herbs that help ground, calm the mind, feel more stable. When you're in crisis, You have this vibrational essence and you take it and that vibration of calm and stability is in your energetic field. And therefore kind of, I don't like to use the word trick, but like tricking your body to match that vibration. Yeah. I always describe it to people of like, if you walk into a funeral, you can feel the energy is off, you know, or if you walk into a comedy show, you can feel that joy. And we're kind of, naturally drawn to match that vibration. And so the people who are into energy and vibration and manifesting, it's a similar vein by putting this vibration into our body, our body and our cells has an easier time to adjust to match that. Yeah, and that I- makes that makes sense. That's really cool. And So I know plants have a natural vibration like crystals and it's good to have in your environment. Do you feel like flower essences is taking it up a notch because it's going internal and like actually like sitting inside of you? Yes. So that's a really good point to bring up crystals. Crystals have become very cool in the past few years. It's a vibration that we have around ourselves. So we're flower essences help that vibration on a cellular level. Cellular. So we're getting that in and that's what makes the magic happen to me so quickly. Um, I usually see clients take um, flower essences and notice a change within about a month. Wow. And how I like to use them in my practice is often when clients come in and they're in a crisis or their heart is broken, you know, Mm. when someone has a broken heart, there's only so much you can do to help. You know, like you can give them tools, you can give them coping, but that ache, that grief, like you can't fix that. Mm-hmm. But there's a specific flower essence blend of bleeding heart that I use for my heartache clients. And it just makes the heartache feel more tolerable mm-hmm. and go away quicker. Mm-hmm. And 
I love that it really requires no effort from the clients. Like they just have to ingest the essence a couple times a day and your cells will do the rest. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that like really feels motivating to include this in my like healing work, because I think there's so much like rhetoric around like do the work, do the work. And it's hard. The, the journal, the journaling, the moving your body, the attending therapy, the talking, the processing. And this feels like a tool where it's like, you're sort of like a passenger, like you're letting it just kind of like happen to you, but in an empowering way, it feels like. Yeah, that's a really, really good way to say. So another piece of these med these remedies because Mm -hmm. they're energetic intention is really important. Mm -hmm. So I have clients, I custom make all of my essences. Um, in a second, I'll talk about how I got into herbalism and how to make a flower essence and all that, but I custom make all of my essence, um, in rhythm with the moon cycles to help them be the most potent. And when I give a client a bottle, I write down a mantra based on what they're saying of what they want. And the idea is each time you take a flower essence, which I recommend one to three times a day, mm-hmm. you say that mantra and you're holding that intention and that intention is traveling to yourselves. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like in psychology, we know where we direct our attention is where energy flows. Mm-hmm. So by actively directing our intention towards, I'm ready for my heart to be healed. My heart is healing right before me. My heart is healing. I'm feeling calm. Whatever the message is, we're putting a substance and sending that message to our body to happen on a level that we can't actively control. Yeah. Yeah. That feels really supportive. Yeah. And what I like is that sometimes these plants present themselves to us when we don't even know, like I'll be working with a client and I'll just have a a plant come into my mind. And I just have learned to just trust. Okay. This person needs pink yarrow right now. I'm going to put that in their blend or like my favorite plant is comfrey. And it's in all of my like trauma healing blends. Um, cause trauma or comfrey is called its folk name is knit bone for helping knit bone to re help things come in alignment so in my trauma blend, like we're realigning the parts of ourselves that have been off kilter from trauma. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I think I have a question in here. That's um, yeah. How you create them. And also the, I would love for you to speak to like the education and the intuition and like the like dance of both. Yes, absolutely. So I started my herbal studies back in 2017, 2018, I was in college at IU Bloomington and I was just at the farmer's market one day and I was just talking to someone and I said, I was getting interested into holistic health. And they were like, you have to find this woman at the farmer's market. Mm -hmm. And they were like, her name is Rosa Vita, which wasn't even her name, Mm -hmm. but I was asking around, I was asking around and I ended up finding this woman. Her name is Grace McNeil. And she was like, yeah, I'm an herbalist and I teach classes on like my organic farm. And I was like, and meeting Grace was like meeting this cool witchy grandma that I never got to have. Like she was so 
fierce and in tune with the land and just like love nature and everything she created was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so I would do her one-off classes that she offered. And then eventually she she ended up offering a nine month apprenticeship. And so I did that. And through the nine months, we went over each of the body systems, how to make different herbal products. And we did it in shifts of the season on her land. So we studied what was there in the spring. We learned how to, you know, tend to the young plants, use the flowers, meditate with them. We would taste them. Like it was really about herbalism from like a folk perspective of like you learn and study what's in front of you because that's what you have available. Mm -hmm. And I remember one day she was talking about flower essences and we were going to make a flower essence And I had no idea what they were, but everything I did with her was super cool. So I was like, all right, let's do it. And so she was explaining that, you know, flowers have these vibrational energies that can help our emotional, energetic, and spiritual fields. And she was like, I want you to go and sit with a plant that you feel really drawn to. And I remember thinking how badly I wanted to like be drawn to all these like really beautiful, you know, exotic looking flowers. And I just like was not, I just really wasn't. And I ended up being attracted to a plant called spiderwort and it's not a weed Mm -hmm. And it now, you know, now I think she's really cute, but like compared to all the other cool stuff Grace was growing, I was like, why am I attracted to this thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And she was like, just sit with the plant. And I want you to listen to what it has to say, like to ask what its medicine is. And I was listening to spider war and I just kept hearing protection, 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 protection. Like I am here to protect you, protect your mind and to protect your mind, like psychically. And at the time I was in a really nasty relationship and just felt very under attack. And I remember just crying with the plant because I needed that. Like I needed that shield of my mind Mm. and just hearing it communicate was so affirming. Mm -hmm. And so the process of making a, an essence is always asking for permission And then the next thing you're going to do is you're going to have a clear bowl of as natural water as you can source. So like Grace had a spring on her property, so we use spring water. And so you put the clear bowl with spring water underneath the plant, and then you snip a few of the flowers and let them fall into the, um, the water. And the idea is that you don't want to pick or touch the flower with your hands but to have the flower kind of go into the water and then you let the bowl infuse in either sun or moonlight to help imprint the plant's vibration into the bowl. So you're making an energetically charged plant water to say the least. Okay. And I have found that certain plants really like to be infused in the sun. Certain plants really like to be infused in the moon. Certain plants like both. Um, the, the sun really adds a intensity to it. Like if you really want the essence to be strong, mighty, if you want it to pick you up, you know, mm-hmm. I do mine in the sun, but for my 
sensitive plants that are more about, you know, the shadow and intuition and these softer sides, I, um, I absorb them in the moon. Mm. And I just like having the subtleties there. Yeah. And then you let it absorb for, you know, six ish hours. It's really flexible. Mm -hmm. And then you strain out, um, the plant material and then you preserve it with an alcohol and then you eventually dilute it because, um, flower essences are very similar to homeopathy in which diluting it makes it more potent. So you dilute it three times before you actually use it. I know I'm getting a little bit more technical than I need. No, I'm I'm enjoying it. Okay. Um, But the idea is that these are highly diluted, which makes the energetic vibration really strong. So like on a dose of a flower essence, you're only taking a couple drops at a time. Mm -hmm. One to three. Mm -hmm. And um, so after I made my first flower essence, I just felt like the flower flowers almost spoke more to me than the plants. And so I became very, very fascinated with flower essences. And I just loved having something that could help with all of my emotions. You know, for those of you listening out there, I'm a Sagittarius sun, Scorpio moon, cancer rising, which means I got a lot of different feelings. I've got my intensity. I've got my depth. I've got my sensitivity. And so, you know, part of my journey has been learning to get in touch and handle my emotional waves. And so having something when I feel stuck to help me push through it was invaluable because or else I was stuck sitting in something and was trying my best to get out, but knew something on a deeper level within me needed to shift. Now I finally had a tool to help assist from that situation. Mm-hmm. So it, it gave me a sense of control back with my emotions, which I know a lot of people, I mean, people come to therapy because they feel like they can't handle it themselves. Mm-hmm. They feel out of control with their habits, behaviors, and feelings. Mm-hmm. So this is a way to bring that control back. Creating these essences sounds like it sounds like such an intuitive, intimate practice. Like it doesn't sound like you can just be like waking up kind of, uh, you know, just going and starting to make it. It sounds like you like you're like almost like a meditation or a prayer or yeah, just like really intuitively connecting. Like it, it sounds like there has to be a, maybe a certain headspace or you said it is very like intentional to create these. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I feel like the plants in the land like deserve that level of reverence. Mm-hmm. You know, we have continually taken more than we have given to Mother Nature. So if you're working with these plants, um, you know, you want to give them that. It is very intuitive. You, you know, I think that a lot of people could interpret a different energy from sitting with a plant. So again, it comes down to intention. Mm-hmm. But when I make flower essences. Now I look at where the moon is to see, is there anything I can do that would make it more potent? Or is there anything going on astrologically that could interrupt the energy of this plant? Mm -hmm. And then I always sit and I almost, almost always get like a meditation channel through me. Like I'll just put my phone on like a voice recording 
And I'll just have this meditation of what I feel like the plant wants to tell you. Mm. And then with my clients, if they get like a single of just like a flower, I'll send them that meditation of this is the message that I channeled from this plant. Like I have this one essence of trillium, which is an endangered flower. They're beautiful. They're all over Indiana Mm -hmm. and they're very sacred. And to me, the trillium flower was about finding your spiritual community. And so I had this meditation of her basically saying like, like, take me and you will find community that nourishes you. Like, take me and you will feel a a level of connection that you've been longing for. Mm. Um, so it is really intuitive, but I also love that like plants are really forgiving. Like, you know, sometimes I cut the wrong part of the plant yeah. or like I knock some of the water over, you right. know, you're and, human. Um, yeah. They just know. And they're like, we're still good here. Like, don't let it slow you down. Like we're still good here. Mm-hmm. I think you're bringing up, uh, something very interesting, in the spiritual realm, there's so many different modalities and it's so interesting. I'm hearing you speak of all these intuitive experiences and this connection and this deep, like knowing with the plants and flowers. And I just like, I've never felt that. And I think it's so, so interesting just how each of us have a different sort of connection or preference or something that lights us up. And so it's really, really cool to hear all these messages that you receive. And in my head, I'm like, Oh my God, I just, I can't imagine I could connect that way. Or like, it's just never been my journey, you know? So I think it's very neat how we can all have different like little niches and things that stumble upon our path and like really just like change, change us. It sounds like your experience in those nine months was I got, I was getting cold chills as you were talking, like having that experience, like that must just stick out in your spiritual journey and really just like journey of your life. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And, you know, you said you couldn't imagine it, but like, that's what you are doing with a body on like the Reiki table. Like when someone lays down and you're putting your hands near or on them and receiving messages, that's like exactly what I'm doing with the Mm -hmm. plants. I know it just feels so, it feels so unique and different and just like really cool that it's a plant. Cause I've just, I don't know. I feel like that's more normalized, I guess, than mm. human, like psychically connecting with human or even people on the other side or whatever. Um, yeah, I just think it's very intriguing. Yeah, I think it's uh, someone once said to me, you know, knowing astrology, the heavens, and then knowing, you know, the plants, the earth, she said, you know, the stars speak to you and you understand them, but like, you need the plants. Mm. And I was like, I need them. I need time with them. Like something about being in communion with nature, with the flowers, playing with this stuff, like satiates my soul, like nothing else. That's And so I am. Cool. So, yeah. I, I'm so grateful to have found that. Mm-hmm. And so it's, um, just, just endless gratitude for the plants and, you know, my continual like study of like holistic health. I did, I think it was like a year and a half ago. I did another nine month herbal apprenticeship with an herbalist in Michigan. His name is Jim McDonald. 
I highly recommend looking him up at YouTube because he's hilarious. Mm -hmm. He's like an herbalist and a comedian together. Um, and he has like a playful and like imaginative view of plants. You know, he'd be like, if this plant and this plant were at the party, this guy would be singing on stage into the microphone and this guy would be like hiding in the snacks, you know? So he just really brought the plants to life as something to engage with. Yeah. And, um, that's just so exciting. It's like, it's like another world available for me to play with. Like it makes life feel magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is magic for sure. Um, describe a session with you. Yes. Okay. So I typically walk in and, or have the client walk in and I feel their energy field just because there are so many things that I can do. Um, I find that a lot of people who are coming and seeking some guidance of some sort, it's for self-discovery. People want to know themselves. People want to discover themselves. So one of the first things I I do is I love to read someone's astrological chart. Mm -hmm. So if someone was doing like the ideal steps of like working with me, um, I do a deep dive into their astrological chart because, I view the astrological chart as a map to someone's psyche. And so looking at the astrological chart tells me the subtleties of an individual's personality. Mm -hmm. Therefore, when I hear them talk, I can look at the chart and say, you know, this is really just a piece of you. Like as me being a Sagittarius, I'm wild, I'm freedom loving, I'm adventurous you know, if I was coming to an astrologer being like, I really need to tame myself and be more small. Like the astrologist would be like, this is in your DNA. Like, obviously you can shift and adjust, but like, this is an art archetype that was important for you to experience in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. So I look at the astrological chart and, you know, express what the stars are saying about their um, human experience in this lifetime and then I asked the client, if you had a magic wand and you could make anything happen in your life, what would you, what would you change? Mm-hmm. And then depending on their answer, I make them a custom flower essence to balance out the energies in their chart. So I'm trying to think of one that I did recently. Okay. I had a, a client mm-hmm. who, um, is really feeling stuck in her job and feeling unmotivated and not very passionate. And her astrology chart has a lot around, it's going to take her a while to figure out who she really is. There's a lot of wishy-washy. She's got some big Pisces energy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I made her my like career blend, which is made with wild oat. And that essence is great for people who feel like they don't have a passion in life and or need a new job or don't know how to find it. Mm -hmm. And then I put in my passion blend, which is a flower essence based on the um, Zodiac of Leo and then violet, which is all about like passion, just like that yummy fire in our bellies. Mm -hmm. And I made that essence for her to take every day for a month. And her only assignment with it was to just set the intention of what she desired to happen. 
And so with taking that for a month, she found a new job and really loved it and ended up like moving to New York and, you know, having this huge jump for her. And I mean, that, that while though, like find your purpose essence, I've just seen work with clients over and over again. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. after that initial session where you've had your reading and then you had your essence, then we continue to work together. So then I check in around nutrition. How's your body doing physically? Are there any herbs that would be supportive? Should I lend you a tea, a tincture or an oil? Like, is there anything from the physical realm of herbs that could benefit you? And then once they have that going, then it's really the therapy and the emotional work where we'll do kind of traditional talk therapy and guidance. I'll definitely get some intuitive messages that I bring in. And then, you know, a lot of my clients are trauma clearing. So I'll do energy work on them and I'll use flower essences. Sometimes I like to apply like the flower essences topically in a session. I'll use crystals. I'll use singing bowls. Um, and one of my biggest tools that, you know, I would love to do a full session on with you another time is brain spotting. So um, I use brain spotting. So it's a very integrated experience. Integrated, yeah. Because to me, there's so many different ways to hit healing and coming in and just doing talk therapy or just looking at herbs, like doesn't do it for me. Like mm-hmm. I'm a, like a whatever five times of a Sag is like, I'm a five planets in Sag. Like I want to do it all. I want more. I want it all. I want to get into it. Mm -hmm. And so it's really immersive, but I tailor it to whatever the interest of the client is. So if they're more interested in the herbal piece, we'll up that. If they're more interested in the astrology piece, we'll up that. So, um, it's really able to be tailored. And I find that, um, People tend to want a piece of it all, but sometimes it's just in different chunks, like really heavy on this end, really heavy on this end. Mm. This is something that I really appreciate about you. Um, and I wish it was more of in the mental health field is that, yes, we can always honor that talk therapy is great and helpful and it is not the end all be all. And it is not the only tool. And I love that there are other things that you incorporate and can use as a resource in the room. Um, and I think we don't talk enough about it and see enough of it just because I feel like there is a, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a fear or a stigma or we just don't know what we don't know, but, um, yeah, I really appreciate it. Appreciate that about your work. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like when it comes down to it, it's like, talk therapy is great, but it's like boring. Like we're Mm -hmm. so much more than just our mind, Mm -hmm. like our body, our feelings, our spirituality, and to use approaches that don't honor these, Mm -hmm. the complex nature of our being to me is a disservice to us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Is there anything you want to add or say before we wrap up today? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the questions we kind of talked about earlier that, um, I just felt mm-hmm. um, very called to kind of bring in mm-hmm. was like what I've been into recently in the spiritual realm. Tell me. Um, I've been really into thoughts as vibration and like almost like, I don't know a better word. Sometimes this word is stigmatized. So I try not to use it, but like our thoughts are spells in the sense. Mm-hmm. And so if we have a negative thought 
we are reacting from that place. We are emitting that vibration and Mm -hmm. that is affecting how everything around us interacts with us. Mm -hmm. And so being mindful of what I choose to put my energy in and honoring when I have a fear, but does that fear need to take up space for me? How can I shift that um, thought to something more positive? Because in reality, we really don't know how things are going to play out. We don't know how someone's going to respond. We don't know what the day is going to look like. We really don't. So why spend our time and energy worrying about it? What Mm -hmm. can we shift? Um, And one of my good friends, her name is Katana Wolf. She talks about really practicing feeling what you want, you know, in the manifesting world, it's, you know, think what you want, write it down. That's how you'll manifest it. But I think there is such a thing as Mm. really feel what you want in your body. What would it be like for you to feel prosperous? What would it be Mm. like? Would you yell? Would you feel calm? Would you scream? Would you be giddy? Mm -hmm. Whatever that is, give yourself intentional space to feel that, to let that vibration in your body build. Mm -hmm. And then therefore you will attract it. And this is also like where I love flower essences. You can have a flower essence for anything, anything that someone comes in with a desire, I can make a flower essence for. Mm -hmm. So whatever the vibration is, you can use this to help strengthen that. So one thing that I've been working on in my own work is like, releasing these old trauma thoughts of like, Oh, something bad's going to happen. Something bad's going to happen. And I'm like, if I keep sitting here telling myself that something bad is going to happen, you know what? Something bad will happen. Mm -hmm. So shifting away from that of I'm open to receiving exciting opportunities today. I'm open to receiving Mm -hmm. something really wonderful today. Mm -hmm. And sitting with that. And this is kind of like a throwback, but Um, I've really been into Abraham and Esther Hicks. They were really big, probably in the early 2000s, 2000s, 2010s. Um, but something about them has just been like really inspiring. So I just felt like vocalizing that because it's just intriguing me recently. And if anyone else is interested in that, reach out, let's talk about it. Like, I want to think about this. I want to chew on this with someone. So open invite. Thank you for, for sharing that. I, you, we kind of had a similar conversation a few weeks ago, just you and I, when we were getting coffee and just like really speaking. And what I hear you saying, is like not only thinking, but really verbalizing feeling and like embodying like this change that you want to feel. Um, and I know I messaged you after our conversation, but it was just such a reframe. And I want to like, validate that it is so easy to like get locked in our heads because we're trying to control whatever we're trying to control as humans. Um, I think it's a good reminder to like step out of that mind, get into your body and think about how things could be. And like, you don't necessarily have to believe it, but you could sure try and then see where that takes you. So yeah, our conversation the other week, that was really reminded um, of that, what you're saying now. So thank you. I'm so glad. I think like, you know, I want these tools to be open and shared. You know, I want this knowledge for to be there because 
when talking about it, we can expand on it. You know, mm-hmm. me sitting and thinking about it isn't going to be nearly as profound as me sharing what I know and saying, what do you think about that? Right. How can you expand that? How can you elevate that? Like, let's right. do it together. Yeah. How can listeners follow, work with you, all the things, connect with you? Yes. Great question. So if people are interested in a very like traditional mental health experience, I do work at a private practice in broader pole. Mm-hmm. Um, you can reach out to me through psychology today mm-hmm. um, about that. So if you're looking for a traditional therapist, who's a little new agey, let me know through that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, if listeners are looking for more of that, like immersive holistic healing experience, mm-hmm. um, the best way really is to email me. So I'll have Morgan put my email yep. in the comments or the description. You can also find me on Instagram. I'm at soulful wellness mm-hmm. and just message me talk. We'll find a way. Or if you're, you know, not interested in the session, but you just want to collaborate, like yeah. I am all for that. So introduce yourself to me. I'd love to get to know you. Cool. Thank you so much for educating us and sharing your story. Um, is there anything else before we go today? You know, thank you for holding space. I feel like you and I could talk to hours on this and on hours on so much stuff. So much. Yeah. Um, I think the last thing I'll say is, you know, there is beauty wherever you are at in your holistic journey in your spiritual journey. And I know a lot of people out there are feeling really stuck and just feeling really down and dark and it's heavy and just know that there is always wisdom in whatever moment you find yourself in. Mm. And my invitation to you is instead of being consistently frustrated by Oh, I'm so mad. I'm right here. I'm so mad. I'm stuck in this situation. Ask yourself, what is this hitting in me that I need to give some love and intention to shift? Mm-hmm. Or um, what wisdom can I take away from this to integrate into future experiences mm-hmm. to help elevate myself? Mm-hmm. I think that comes in with a lot of clients recently and just know that you're not suffering this is improper English. You're not suffering for nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, um, try to trust that we are all on the spiritual journey. And this is a lesson that you were meant to learn in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, um, there is healing and there are people out there who want to support you in that healing process. Of course. Yeah, there are. Thank you. Thank you, Morgan.